Well, good morning. If you are tuning in on the day that this message is going live on YouTube, then it is Christmas morning. And so there's no better way to begin than to say Merry Christmas. I hope that this has been a joyful season for you and all the lead up to everything that goes on today as we celebrate Christmas. I know that the holiday season, it can be a little bit stress inducing this time of year. There are guests to prepare for. There are all kinds of events to attend. There are a lot of different purchases that we make, some that we're real excited about, some that maybe we're not, aren't so excited about. Traffic is obviously a bit crazier this time of year. All of the stuff happening in the stores is a bit crazier this time of year. People seem to have, unfortunately, a little bit less patience, a little bit more on edge. There are a lot of year-end deadlines for a number of people who call Cross Connection Church home, and so things can get a little bit crazy. But I pray that in the midst of all of the craziness, you might enjoy and rejoice in what this holiday is truly all about. And that's what we have been aiming to do here at Cross Connection this Advent season, this Christmas holiday season. We've been taking time over the last several weeks to remember what all of this is all about at Christmas time. Of course, it has been said for a very long time that Jesus is the reason for the season. And I think that you know that. I hope that you know that that is the case. And I hope that you realize that when Christ came, he came to bring a lot more than just salvation. Now, it's hard to even just say just salvation because salvation is such an awesome and wonderful gift. But Christ brings to our lives, as the scriptures make very, very clear, exceedingly great and precious promises. And he brings exceedingly great and precious promises in abundance, in great riches, great riches of his grace. In him, as we've been looking at in the scriptures over the last several weeks, we have every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. And by and through him, we have all things that pertain to life and godliness. What that means, Peter writes that in one of his letters, what that means is that God has given to you and given to me in Christ Jesus everything that we need to live this life in a godly manner. The last few weeks, we have been talking about some of the gifts that we have received in, through, and by Jesus Christ. And this is one of the things that we talk about frequently at Christmas because the coming or the advent of Jesus is the coming and advent of all of the things that are associated with him, all of the things that he brings. In him is all of the fullness of God. And so when Jesus comes into the world, he brings all that fullness with him. Fullness of joy, fullness of peace, fullness of love, fullness of all things are found in him. And so I think it's really good from time to time to think about those things. What are the things that we receive in Christ Jesus in fullness? What, what does it mean that we have every spiritual blessing in heavenly places? And not just spiritual blessings, but practical blessings too. So the last several weeks, we have been talking about some of those things. And in our study together in the scriptures over the last several weeks, we have seen that our God loves to give good gifts. The scriptures make very, very clear. Every good and perfect thing that you and I have in our lives is ultimately a gift from our Heavenly Father. And it is the Father's good pleasure. It is his goodwill and good pleasure to give to us these great things. The gifts and the blessings of God are according to the good pleasure of his will. 
And our Heavenly Father, as I've shared every single week, He gives us good gifts to enjoy. God gives us richly all things to enjoy. Paul wrote to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. God gives richly to us all things to enjoy. And I have found both in the scriptures and in my life and in my observation of other people as well, that our enjoyment of God's good gifts brings him glory and praise. In, in much the same way that when you give your kids or your grandkids or somebody else a gift, you are pleased to see their enjoyment of that gift. And their enjoyment of that gift reflects back to you as being a good gift giver. And our enjoyment of God's innumerous good gifts brings him glory and praise. And that's as it should be. All of the blessings that God has poured out upon us in abundance are all to the praise of the glory of his grace, is what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 1. To the praise of the glory of God's grace. And ultimately, as I've shared every single week, God's good gifts are intended to be shared by us with others. We do not receive God's gifts, his blessings, his grace for ourselves only. It's not given to us to hoard and to hold on to. Or it's also not given to us to be arrogant or proud of or to, you know, trust in. These things have been given to us to be a blessing to others. Going all the way back to the first follower of God by faith, who was blessed with great blessings. God spoke to Abram, Abraham, the first follower of God by faith in Genesis chapter 12. And he says, I'm going to bless you and you shall be a blessing. That is God's intended desire in my life and in your life as well. He pours out his good gifts upon us for our joy and enjoyment, for his praise, and for us to be a blessing to others, to share with others. And this is a good thing because we learn from Christ that it is more blessed to give than to receive. So God has blessed you to be a blessing and we get the awesome blessing to be a blessing to other people. It is more blessed to give than to receive. You know this if you've ever given a gift to someone. That being able to give a gift to someone, something you know that they need, something that you know that they want, and seeing their enjoyment of it, man, it is a wonderful reward to see that. So as Acts chapter 20 verse 35 records, it is more blessed to give than to receive. So I think it is worthwhile to ask a question at this point. As we've been talking about some of the gifts of God, and we've been talking about how our good God gives us his good gifts so that we might enjoy those things, so that we might use them to be a praise of his glory and his grace, and that we might share them with others. It is worthwhile to ask the question, how are you ministering or sharing the good gifts that God has given to you? Are you being a good steward of the manifold grace of God and using those gifts to be a blessing to other people? God has blessed you. If you're a follower of Jesus today, you have every spiritual blessing in heavenly places and you have wonderful spiritual gifts that God has given to you and you have amazing practical gifts and blessings and talents and abilities that God has bestowed upon you. How are you using those things? Are you ministering them to one another as a good steward of the manifold grace of God? Kind of as an aside, we learn from Jesus' teaching in the Gospels, there will be a day when we give an account for how we have used the things that God has given to us. And so I just want to encourage you as we wrap up our study today and as we get ready next Sunday to step into a new year, 2023, I want to encourage you to really take account of the ways that God has blessed you spiritually with abilities, talents, practically, and then think about how are you using those things for his purposes and for his kingdom? How are you stewarding them and ministering and sharing them with other people? 
good thing for us to think about. So now as we come here today to Christmas morning and we wrap up our series on God's gifts here in 2022, his blessings that he's given to us, I want to take just a little bit of time, not going to be a super long message today, but I want to take a little bit of time to talk about one more important and great gift that God has poured out upon us. A gift that our God has given to us for our joy and enjoyment and for our rejoicing. He has given it to us for the praise of the glory of who he is so that we can use this gift to praise and glorify him. And he has given us this great gift to be a blessing to others, to share with other people. And this gift that we're going to talk about today isn't something that I think that you're going to be surprised by, especially if you've been around Christians, around the Bible, around the church for any length of time. In fact, the very gift is the root Greek word that is translated a number of times in the New Testament as gift. Not only that, the gift is, in a sense, the root from which flows all other great gifts. We read this in the book of Ephesians chapter 1, beginning at verse 7. In him, in Jesus, you and I have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, notice this, according to the riches of his grace, which he, God, made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. What a great passage of scripture there in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. On this Christmas morning, it teaches us a very, very simple truth. It has pleased God to make the riches of his grace abound to us. We see that right there. It has pleased God in verse 9, according to the good pleasure of his will. So it has pleased God to make the riches of his grace abound to us. Back in verse 7, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us. Again, if you have been around church for any length of time, I don't think that I am sharing anything here that is new or novel. One of the greatest gifts from our great God, which we rejoice in, which we greatly take joy in and, and enjoy, which brings him glory and which we must share with others is God's great grace. And here is the awesome thing. He is rich in grace. There is no lack of grace with God. He has poured out his grace lavishly in abundance upon you and upon me. And he wants you and I to pour out his grace lavishly and in abundance upon others as well. Now, of course, in bringing up this whole discussion about the grace of God, it does beg the question, what exactly is grace? Well, there are a number of words that are associated with grace in the scriptures. Or if you were to go and use a uh, you know, Greek New Testament and use a Greek lexicon or dictionary and look up this word that is translated grace here in the New Testament is the Greek word charis, then you'd find another number of words that are associated with it. Words like goodwill, words like favor, blessing, care, and kindness. It is often said that grace is unmerited and undeserved favor. It is an undeserved blessing and gift that bestows kind favor upon the recipient. And then not only does it bestow kind favor upon the person who receives this unmerited and undeserved gift, but then that gift gives them favored status. Now they have a new position, a new favored status because of this great gift. And you and I, who were dead in trespasses and sins, we have been given blessing and favor by 
through and in Jesus Christ. And having been given this blessing and this favor, this kindness of God, his grace, that now has given us a favored status before God. And, and not just as his servants and not just as his friends, but actually as his children. We now have the favored status of being God's children. We have access to God by grace. By grace, we have been saved. By grace, we have been made alive. By grace, we have been granted access to come before God. By grace, we are redeemed and adopted and justified and sanctified. And ultimately, by his grace, we will one day be glorified. That is, we're going to receive a, a new body, a, a new likeness to be there with God for eternity. In Christ Jesus, we have all these wonderful graces given to us. So grace is an unmerited, undeserved gift or favor or kindness given to us. And now it transforms us and gives us a new favored status with God. And this grace, it comes by Christ Jesus alone, from God and by Christ Jesus alone. So I would say it like this, Jesus is the sole source of the rich and abundant grace of God. In the Gospel of John, the Gospel of John opens with this beautiful prologue. Go read it later, maybe when you have some time. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four Gospels. But the fourth Gospel, John, it opens with this wonderful statement, this prologue coming in. And then it says this in verse 17. It says, For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Here at Cross Connection Church for many, many months, in fact, a couple of years, we have been studying through the book of Deuteronomy. We have been looking in depth into the law of Moses. The law came by Moses, but grace and truth have come through Jesus Christ. The New Testament book of Romans chapter one says that through Jesus, we have received grace. And, and again, back in that same passage in John chapter one, just before it says that the grace came through Jesus Christ, it says in verse 16 of John chapter one, that in him and by him, we receive grace upon grace. So it's like a helping, upon, a helping of grace upon another helping of grace upon another helping of grace. It's like God just continues to pour out his grace in abundance upon us in Jesus Christ. So what that means is that when we celebrate Advent, as we have been doing here over the last several weeks, and as we celebrate Christmas today, we are celebrating the coming into the world, the Advent of rich and abundant grace. So it's not just that we are celebrating the birth of Jesus, the Christ, the one who is prophesied of by Isaiah and Jeremiah and other prophets in the Old Testament. It's not just that we are celebrating the coming of the Savior into the world, but we're celebrating everything that comes with him. As we talked about a couple of weeks ago, we're celebrating his love that comes to us in abundance. As I talked about last week, we are celebrating the hope that we have from him, a hope that is sure and steadfast, that does not disappoint, that is an anchor for ourselves. We have that in Christ Jesus. And today we find that we have abundant grace upon grace upon grace that is given to us in Jesus Christ. An undeserved, unmerited gift and blessing God has given to us in him, a favored blessing of kindness that gives us a favored status. Again, in Ephesians, Paul talks about this grace in a beautiful way when we find this in Ephesians chapter two, beginning at verse four. But God who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses and sins, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. And he raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, 
he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God, not of works lest anyone should boast. Some of the most famous words of the Bible found there in Ephesians chapter 2. A lot of people know Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9, for by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves it is the gift of God, not of works lest anyone should boast. Those are such important key verses, something that I would hope maybe you would commit to memory. But what precedes that is also awesome. God is rich in mercy. He is rich in great love. He loved us with that great love. And by his love and grace, he has made us alive in Christ. And in the future, in the ages to come, that is in eternity, when God creates a new heaven and new earth, he is going to reveal to us the exceeding greatness of his grace and kindness towards us through Jesus Christ. God's grace in Christ Jesus is the only path to eternal life and blessing. Eternal life and blessing are only found in and through Jesus Christ and the grace that God gives to us through him. And it has been freely and abundantly given to us. We celebrate that when we celebrate Christmas. That is an important thing for us to remember. We're not just celebrating, you know, a time to give gifts or spend time with family or remember Jesus's birth, even if he was or wasn't born on this day. We're not, we're not just celebrating that. We're celebrating that Christmas is for us a reminder that God has freely and abundantly given us riches of his grace. By his grace, we have, as the scriptures make very, very clear, everlasting comfort and a good hope. Look at this passage of scripture in Thessalonians. Paul writes this in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and our God and Father, who has loved us and given us everlasting consolation or comfort and good hope by grace. Where does everlasting comfort and good hope come from? By grace, may he comfort your hearts and establish you in every good work. Everlasting comfort and good hope, they are products of God's grace. So as a Christian, when you receive the grace of God, you have the absolute certainty that you have everlasting comfort and a good hope. His grace is awesome. It is good. And one of the amazing things about the grace of God, and I was thinking about this this last week in my own devotions going through the scriptures. I was reading about God's grace in 1 Timothy and then also in Titus, the New Testament book of Titus chapter 2. It tells us there that God's grace transforms us and it trains us unto righteousness. Look at this in Titus chapter 2 verse 11. For the grace of God that brings salvation, so salvation comes through grace, it has come to all men, appeared to all men. The advent of the grace of God has come to us and his grace, verse 12, teaches us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. You know, sometimes people think that the law is going to be the teacher that teaches us how to live righteous, sober, good lives. But really, the law just shows us how sinful we are and how in need of grace we are. But God's grace, when it comes into our lives, the grace of God teaches us how to deny ungodliness and worldly lusts and to live soberly and righteously and godly in the present age. So by God's grace, we become more righteous. It is God's grace that trains us for righteousness. But not only that, by God's grace, we become ministers of his grace for others. 
Again, Paul writing to the church at Ephesus. I keep going back to Ephesians. It's a really great book that talks a lot about the grace of God. But Ephesians chapter three, Paul says this, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise, God's promise in Christ through the gospel. So here he's talking about how Gentiles, non-Jewish people, they become heirs and partakers of God's promises in Christ through the good news of the gospel. And then he says this in verse seven, of which I became a minister, a minister of the gospel, according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. What is Paul saying there in that passage? Simply this, God's grace enabled Paul to be a minister of that grace for others. And so God's grace saves us. God's grace gives us a favored status. God's grace makes us accepted before him as his children. God's grace works in us to become more right, more righteous in the way that we live. And then God's grace enables us to be ministers of that grace to other people. As Jesus taught his earliest disciples, as he was sending them out to go and minister to other people, he said, freely you have received, freely give in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 10. And if you are a recipient of the grace of God today in Jesus Christ, because you have trusted in Jesus Christ, now you've received that grace freely, you are to freely give it to others. So as it is very likely that you either already have given and received gifts today or you will exchange gifts today on Christmas Day, may it be that you freely and richly give the greatest and most essential gift that Christmas commemorates to other people. The gift of God's abundant grace in Jesus Christ. God has freely and abundantly blessed you with his great grace so that you would freely and abundantly bless others with the same. And so may it be on this day, December 25th, 2022, that you are freely and abundantly giving the gift of grace to other people. And, and hopefully not only this day. I mean, December 25th is a great day to remember the grace of God that is given to us in Jesus Christ as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. It is a great day to give gifts to other people, including giving the grace of God to other people. But this should not be the only day that we are sharing that good news of his grace with other people. God has commissioned us to be ministers of his grace to others. You are, as the Apostle Paul was 2,000 years ago, an ambassador of the grace of God. It's hard to believe, but next Sunday begins a new year. 2023 is upon us. And it's my hope that 2023 may be a year in which we, as a church body, as followers of Christ, that we more effectively bestow the grace of God upon others, freely and abundantly. Here at Cross Connection Church, beginning next week, we're going to start a a short series, four-week series in the Old Testament book of Jonah, a book where we meet this reluctant prophet named Jonah. And he was a reluctant prophet, as we're going to see as we study through just this four-chapter Old Testament book. We're going to see that Jonah was a reluctant prophet because God called him to share a message of divine judgment among the Assyrians. Now, at that moment, and we'll learn more about this next week, the Assyrians were a rising power that was going to destroy the nation that Jonah loved. And God says to Jonah, I want you to go to those very people that are going to destroy your people, and I want you to share a message of divine judgment. And Jonah didn't want to do it. He did not want to go and tell the Assyrians about God's coming judgment because he was worried that the Assyrians might 
heed the message of judgment and repent and turn to God and that God would be merciful and gracious to a people that he actually really wanted God to destroy. Don't be like Jonah. Don't be a reluctant minister of the grace of God. Freely you have received, freely give. Don't, don't fall into that trap of thinking, no, I don't want to give the grace of God to those people. They're wicked and they hate God. No, those are the people who need the grace of God. Remember, there was a time when you did not have grace. And boy, did you need it. And so freely you've received, freely give. On this Christmas Day 2022, I just want to challenge and encourage you to do that. There are people around you every single day, maybe even today as you're celebrating Christmas, who have not received the grace of God. And God has given it to you in abundance. The grace that saves you, the grace that gives you access, the grace by which you stand, the grace by which God is transforming you into the man or the woman that he desires you to be. That grace he has freely given to you so that you would freely give it to others. Grace upon grace. That's the gift that we need to share this Christmas day. Father God, I pray that you would give us boldness by your spirit to share the good news of your grace with someone, at least one person today. God, give us boldness. Give us that opportunity and the eyes to see that opportunity and to share your love, your kindness, your hope, your joy, your peace, your rest, your grace. For we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.